the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Slowly but surely, the stock market is settling down until maybe some economic data hits. We don't seem to be all that flummoxed anymore by the type of cases being diagnosed or the number of deaths. Maybe we'll get back to that headline shocking kind of number, but stocks have resumed a nice recovery. But today is the last day of the month. Investors are wrapping up a period of historic market volatility. The number of searches on Google that says buy stocks is starting to climb. Um, when you start studying crises, you can see that there's going to be some similarities. Um, especially when you're talking Depression-era-like crisis. How does this pandemic compare with the Great Depression? It's a different recession. Um, A lot of people are looking for a V-shaped economic recovery, in large part because it was a self-induced slowdown of business opportunities, and we're still in it. Uh, A friend of mine who... I'm going to say isn't the smartest person said, Hey, I finished my 14 day quarantine. I'm like, did you have the virus? And he goes, no, I was just supposed to quarantine for 14 days. And I'm like, not quite. So, um, so now he's ready to go out in public again, even though the public may not be ready for him. So a lot of that stuff going on. A lot of whether or not we're going to have a big financial crisis or not still has yet to be determined. We know that we have the healthcare crisis. We know that we have the hospital system crisis. So one month of the U.S. economy being shut down is $2 trillion ultimately of GDP. I can't imagine that we're operating at more than 70% generously speaking right now. Chinese employment seemed to have fallen 30% at one point. Where are we going to fall? Who else is vulnerable? Is there any silver linings? So I think it's a lot of silver linings for, for one. We're getting a whiff of what a pandemic can do to a highly urbanized and globalized world. And we're probably learning an enormous amount. If we spend $500 billion, $1 trillion, $2 trillion, um, we're printing money. And the big question is how deflationary is that going to be or how inflationary is that going to be? Um, we're in kind of a new era in large part, again, because we're talking about the service economy. Was We shut it down ourselves. I don't know how effective we would have been and how many sick days there would have been and things along those lines. 
um, how many deaths, but we shut it down ourselves. So a lot of people are expecting a V-shaped recovery to turn it back on. I think that's a little naive, but we're now, it seems to be we're into that phase where we're looking at the economic data and more stimulus, more so than the death toll. Visa warned of a meaning. Visa warned of a meaningful deterioration in volume and transaction trends in the second half of March. I could tell you personally, I'm spending less on restaurants and less on things at Amazon because what I'm learning is Amazon's not going to deliver anything that I want for two, three, four weeks, and I'm like, I'll just go to the store. So that's not too well. And again, it's the toilet paper situation. It's still an issue out there. So Visa says there's to be a meaningful deterioration in volume and transaction trends. Now, there's a plus and a minus. Obviously, the minus is economic activity is grinding to a halt. The plus is you're probably saving a little bit of money, hopefully, while you're sheltering in place, except for the people, again, who are service employees and not necessarily hourly employees, that money's not coming. It's not going to be glorious when the Federal Reserve, when the federal government gives you your check. You're not going to go, ooh, $1,200 is going to change my life forever. A little bit of side news. Um, a proxy firm wants Shaquille O'Neal off the board of directors of Papa John's Pizza because he's not showing up as a board member to the board of director meetings. One thing that you are going to have to really learn through all of this is success or failure starts at the top, and the board has a responsibility. I'm not. Let's not. Who cares about Shaquille O'Neal and uh, Papa John's Pizza? That's another point. <laughs> the point is um, Google's board and Facebook's board and Apple's board. When push came to shove, and we saw the virus coming to the United States, they took immediate action. Set told their employees to work at home. Maybe it wasn't immediate, but closer than the federal response and closer than the state response, right? So that's out there. We got that to deal with, right? Um, S&P 500 is down five points. The Dow's down 16. The Nasdaq's up 30. You would say that um, it's the last day of the quarter, so there's some... Let's you know buy and sell things. Let's make things look a little bit different going on. But I don't know. There's been some steady selling activity <clears throat> through the morning, but it hasn't been panicked. I don't know if we've hit bottom. A lot of people are still you know looking for that. Did we have a, a moment where it felt like <clears throat> the floor was falling on or falling out from underneath our feet, and then you, you had another moment ten seconds after that where you're like. Holy smackerel, I'm 10 stories high. And then another moment after that where you're like, um, I'm a goner. Did, did we have that moment in the stock market where it went from bad to worse to horrible? A couple weeks ago, maybe. The second worst day ever. But I remember turning off the, you know, the media around 2 o'clock in the afternoon that day and going, whoa. Well, I wish I could have a beer. Was that the, the whoosh down? We've had other things fall into place. Congress has done their job. Federal Reserve has done their job. Foreign markets have done their job. Um, and we've taken you know 50% off the transports, which you could say you can't take much more than that off, being realistic. So have we put in a bottom? 
oil's not in the bottom yet. Oil yesterday. Dang it, just like when you're like, let's see if we can get a whole stock market rally and into the end of the quarter. Like we had a good week last week, all things considered. Um, we ended the bear market because we bounced over 20% from the lows. But technically, that felt like, did that just happen in a week? And you left us scratching, so to speak. So oil, it's at $20 a barrel. And, you know, these are not normal times <clears throat> because oil at $20 a barrel, we would be talking about like the airlines having a great time of it. Raymond James analyst Pavel Machanov, he estimated that airlines are likely to save more than $9 billion under a base case scenario on oil in the coming months. So loyal, low oil prices benefit shipping companies. They ship, they help airline uh, companies. There's the, it helps the consumer, but some of the shipping companies, um, Berkshire Hathaway has got a lot of trucks, Urban Pacific, Warner Enterprises, all publicly traded. Um, so oil hasn't hit a bottom yet, and there's still a lot of wealth tied up in oil stocks. I'm, it's interesting to watch from a distance. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Let's watch oil together. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's going to be some winners and there's going to be some losers in the stock market as we recover from the coronavirus and we try to figure out all that we can. The airlines are going to get part of a bailout. You kind of know that's coming. Um, How fast do we get back to work? It looks like, to me, the U.S. economy is kind of betting on sooner rather than later. Um, Just if you take a look at what's happening on the stock market. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. As an investor, maybe we could say, let's hope we had a kind of a bit of a wake-up call. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's how you want to hear it. Um, but the market went down 10%. The markets went down 20%. The markets went down 30%. Some markets went down 40%. Some sectors went down 50%. So now we know that that can happen, right? We've had a bit of a recovery. Have you sold some of your losers into the recovery? Have you rebalanced your portfolio? Those would be probably good questions to have coming out of this. What did you learn? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, there's a great piece that I found recently on it's okay to be depressed, that there's going to be a lot of depression coming out of this. Top Chinese health official is warning not wearing a mask is a big mistake. The head of the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention said it's a big mistake in the United States and Europe that people aren't wearing masks in public. As much science as there is in the world, there's a lot of people who don't agree to that level of science. Um, So I learned a long time ago, you can't really tell people what to do (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. 
Um, Saudi Arabia may be spying on the United States. That's the kind of story I want to hear right now. The U.S. economy, will it be a quick recovery or not quick recovery? It kind of – it's it's discouraging doing that story every day. The markets have turned positive. Americans have cut back on spending. That is very clear to see. How many? Not as many as you would think. 52% have cut back on their spending as they grapple with uncertainties. <clears throat> Amongst those who've reduced their spending, 47% cited the concern of the economy, 15% on the stock market volatility, and 10% were worried about both. High-income households are defined as com- households, and I almost said companies because households are kind of companies, um, with over $80,000 in income. So we are cutting back our spending. And it's going to have an effect in the earnings reports, in the earnings expectations, in the jobless numbers. And then it's going to have some effect maybe in your home value. I know you're saying, are we starting to talk about things again that we can talk about without feeling terribly, terribly guilty that we're talking about them? We kind of are. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The home price growth accelerated at the start of 2020. Now, the only problem with this number is it was pre-COVID. Wow, this is going to be a messed up year. We're going to have things where we say things like social distancing is the word of the year. And you're like, Rob, tell me March. You can't declare word of the year. Uh, kind of can. <clears throat> but the Case-Shiller National Home Price Index posted a 3.9% annual gain. That was in January. It's nice that we're talking about that. It's nice that we can now start building some data on what does spring look like with you know affordable housing? What does spring look like with... Uh, mortgage rates. What does spring look like? It's good that we're getting there. For the eighth consecutive month, Phoenix led the 20-city composite, posting a 6.9% annual gain in January. Seattle, Tampa, San Diego, all up 5.1% year over year. The increase in home prices follows other strong housing data, indicating that the housing market was strengthening before COVID-19. Uh, outbreak hit. So will housing get a V-shaped recovery? Will the U.S. economy get a V-shaped recovery? It's almost like, can we cue the, um, these are the days of our lives. Um, Stocks, you know, they tend to do their thing before the economy does. And, you know, we dumped off in one month what used to take us three months to dump off. Will we recover in one month what used to take us three months to recover? There is some probably fair opinion on that. I remember back when the last big stock market correction happened, uh, when we were down 40%, down 50%, people panicked and never got back in because suddenly we were down 40%, suddenly we are down 30%, and they're like, well, it'll go back down. And it didn't. So have your strategy. Try to become emotionless if possible. Um, that'll help. 
try not to lose your mind with Netflix. So there's a lot of content on Netflix. A lot of content. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Boeing could still benefit from the COVID-19 disruption. Now, how is this? The aviation industry has been hammered. One potential reason for optimism is that much of the grounded fleet isn't coming back. With the latest data showing that airlines have grounded more than 8,500 planes, there's a large number of old planes that will not return to passenger service. So in previous shutdowns where aircraft got, you know, put in hangars or in deserts, um, the period of retirements of planes spikes up. So accelerated aircraft retirement would help the demand situation, but it can't fix everything. So there's starting to be some silver linings in Boeing. Still a lot of debt, still a lot of problems with the 737 MAX, still a lot of problems with the airlines. Airline stocks are down on average about 53% at the nadir, and that's not a good thing. They were down about 60% on average. So as the airlines come back, you'll see a correlation with Boeing. So Boeing started the year at 320. It hit 90 it rebounded to 150. The low oil will help, and the airlines shutting down and retiring some planes will help. Boeing also has some exposure to the defense secretary, uh, defense um, sector, um, but it's not as pure of a play as something as General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, and Northrop Grumman. Um, Boeing's big competitor is Airbus. They both are seeing long-term global demand growing. What you going to do? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. A lot of the data that we're seeing come out of the economy right now is still pre-COVID, like the housing numbers out of um, Case Shiller today. And they're nice numbers, but they're pre-COVID. So the big question I see going on Wall Street right now is how much, how can we compare this one to like the 1918 flow? How much can we compare this to the Great Recession? How much can we uh, relate this to the Great Depression, uh, to maybe a World War? We're starting to try to like, Model it out. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We're waiting for CFP Chad Burton. He's trying to call in, but we're having some technical difficulties, which is kind of the norm in this day and age of uh, media on television and how we're solving some of the problems of uh, broadcast journalism. I've seen some pretty funny stuff recently. Bill Gates is out there, and Bill Gates is one of those people that I really dig. It's... um, You may not like him for what he did with Microsoft. You may not like him for what he did with Outlook or Windows. You may not like him uh, if you're anti-competitive or if you're pro-competitive. I get it. But one of the things he's done is he's turned his great amount of wealth into a tool. 
of giving to the world and a lot of data-driven information. It was pretty interesting. I, I've been – he's the one guy like when you turn on CNBC or when you turn on CNN and you're just COVIDed out. He's the one guy who could talk about COVID that kind of still gets me you know, t- tickled. So he talked a lot about recently economic stimulus being tied towards climate goals. And what that means, economic stimulus being tied towards climate goals. Um, I don't know about you, but some of the positive stories coming out right now are like, take a look at the pollution before COVID. Take a look at the pollution after COVID. And it's not lost on any of us, like some of the bad M. Night Shyamalan movies of the Earth is protesting and fighting back. You can see the parallels, but when you see like... Venice and the water turned crystal crystal clear blue. You're like, whoa, I've been there and that water's filthy. Um, so you kind of see some positives. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, uh, there's some stories that I just have to pass on. And no, I'm not watching the show on Netflix about the people who have tigers. Uh, it's too discouraging for me. So take that to the bank, would you? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One kind of small story inside of all of this is that Tom Brady signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the big stories are like, he's 43 years old. His arm is getting tired. Or It does bring up how long are you going to work? Um, an Amazon worker was fired for starting a walkout. How long are you going to work? Um, there's going to be things that stop you from working. And the best thing that you have from age 20 to 60 is your ability to work. And we've been told, don't go to work right now. Psychologically, that's a bit much. The market's being driven by massive stimulus. The question is, do we have enough massive stimulus? You're seeing the S&P, the Dow, and the NASDAQ all positive day. We're seeing the Russell positive. Crude oil's up 50 cents. Hey, it's up. Um, Those are the days that make me nervous is when everything is up or when everything is down. I like the down days because it shows inefficiencies. The up days shows me the same inefficiencies, that everyone can make money. And it shouldn't be that way, but right now it is. So the 10-year treasury sits at 0.68 basis points. Oh, that was an indicator. I don't know if you guys noticed that. But maybe it's some of the things we learned from the the stock meltdown of 2020. Stocks in crisis, stocks in turmoil. Maybe something that we learned from that will be that when the 10-year treasury <clears throat> is showing a range, you know, in good times and bad times in the last 10 years, that if we get down to 1.5%. Maybe one four. Oh no! Oh no! The world's slowing down. It gets down to one three. Then it kind of moseys back up to one four, one five, one six, one seven. Not necessarily the case, right? It went this time one five, one four, one three, one two. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, wait. did we just go through that? And before you could look, we're at one one one, and then we're like, well, it looks like twenty five basis points is the bottom. <laughs> And sure enough, it's it's held at 25 basis points, right? Um, but that jump from 1 to 90 basis points, 90 to 80, 80 to 70, 70 to 60, it happened fast. And <clears throat> keep in mind the law of the numbers. 
those were big, big, dramatic, exponential size moves from when we were, you know, when we were kids, the Chainer Treasury sat at 4.2% and it moved to oh, 4.1%. <clears throat> and that was a big move. But when you're, when you're so small, I mean, the fractions are bigger, right? Is that one thing we've not learned in this whole process about fractions? Um, the American death toll jumped again overnight, uh, well above 3,000. I'm like, wasn't it, weren't we just at 2,000 at the start of the, whoa, it is moving quickly. But notice the stock market's kind of done it. We've been there, we've done it, and we've come to some kind of uh, settling of it. We're, we're comfortable, we've got our heads around it. Now we moved into the economic data. And again, that's not to say that the, the shocking nature of how many people die, the videos of hospitals being overrun, the videos of nurses crying, which I think we're going to come out of this and we're going to have like a national nurse day or something. Uh, because if this is Trump's Vietnam, if this is his, his war, so to speak, um, the people who are on the front lines are the doctors and nurses and if we can have heroes of the Pacific and the Atlantic of World War I, of World War II, I don't see why we can't have heroes of the pandemic. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Visa said there's a meaningful deterioration in transaction trends. Um, in the second half of March, <clears throat> that's, that's real. People pay with plastic. People swipe and they're on the front lines. They can tell us how many people are swiping. Italy is said to be considering an extension of its lockdown until May 4th. Retailers are announcing employee furloughs. Um, my sugar booger, my spouse, got uh, furloughed for two months. Um, so she can go collect unemployment and she can come back in two months, very likely. But they'll find out. She's in a fortunate position that it doesn't make the ends meet, so to speak. But it is a real thing. Museums are being shut down just like restaurants are being shut down, just like retail is being shut down. And uh, the productivity of doing things on uh, video conferencing, Zoom meetings, it's not quite the same. For some industries, it works quite well. For other industries, not at all. And most of us are somewhere in between. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, Visa is a big story. Italy is a big story, saying that they're going to probably take another month of sheltering in home, at home. And they have started seeing some improvements in their numbers. But again, we're still in a world where there's going to be some shocking numbers that come out, right? Um, the first Friday of the month is when we get employment numbers. Every Thursday, we get first-time unemployment claims. Um, until we see those stabilize, and they're going to spike. Until we see them stabilize, it's tough to say how bad or how easy the recovery will be. But Americans are betting completely right now. I'm not going to say Americans. That makes it sound like everyone is mind think. But there's an assumption right now that the economy can turn back on pretty fast. And I always have that question. Like, have you ever seen a science fiction movie, maybe with Vin Diesel, 
And how long until the spaceship gets fired up? One minute. How long until the monster gets here? 45 seconds. Oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And sure enough, at 45 seconds, it doesn't start up. And he's trying to turn over the spaceship, trying to turn over. Like, I don't, I'm not 100% sure that when push comes to shove, we're going to be able to turn it back on. Carnival Cruise Lines, man, there's a big question. When do you have confidence in Carnival Cruise Lines? It's not when people are on the Fiesta deck waving at the captain. That's not. It's too late at that point. When did booking start to come back to normal? When do we see how much money they're going to lose to employees, how much money they're going to lose in bookings, how much money they're going to lose? In? But again, they too will benefit from cheap oil. So you can kind of start seeing what I do is I build four or five reasons to like a company, four or five reasons to dislike a company, and you go from there. It's a company called Vivas today. That's up 258%. Uh, and is it a biotech company? It is. And that's where you typically see moves like uh, that aggressive. But Vivas is accelerating the launch of telemedicine and remote monitoring modules to facilitate effective patient care during social distancing. So they've come up with a press release more so than earnings. And I just ask you, tier symbol is VVUS. How comfortable are you with that? I'm very hesitant losing your money or spending your money. I'm Rob Black, trying, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'd be kind of interested in hearing what you're doing, not over your summer vacation, but over your uh, COVID vacation, uh, your COVID shutdown, your COVID teach your kids how to do fractions. I don't know. Let's find out what CFP Chad Burton has been doing during the COVID crisis. Something tells me it's going to be nerdy and financially oriented. How are you, Chad? Oh, I'm good. You know, I basically have been spending 14 hours a day in front of the computer, getting a workout in, and then passing out of my bed after I eat. That's <laughs> pretty much been my last couple of weeks, Rob. Uh, lots of active you know, tax loss harvesting, rebalancing, taking advantage of dips when you can. Busy, busy time, that's for sure. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, UConn Cornelius, right? But that's a whole different thing in my head. Um, you put together a package yesterday of kind of life during the COVID bailout, life during the COVID economy. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the, the specifics that you're thinking these days. Yeah, and I just posted on the New Focus Facebook page. Um, just go to New Focus Financial Group and search for that or go to chadburton.com and click on the Facebook link at the bottom. But um, the two biggest issues are the business issues under the CARE Act or CARES huh? Act. And one is the one that apply as soon as you possibly can, really both of these programs. One is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan and Emergency Economic Injury Grant. Basically, Rob, it's like $10,000 grant if you're affected by COVID. If you're if you need some money as a small business, you got to get on this. There's a link provided on that. And then there's the Payroll Protection Act, which is basically the ability to go out and get two and a half times your 2019 average monthly payroll. So basically two and a half months worth of last year's payroll, and you can use it to pay, keep people on payroll, pay rent, utilities, expenses, and things like that. The issue is, is I think that, you know, I think there's, if I really rough math, I think only about a third of the people that are going to apply are going to get it because they just don't, in terms of how much money they 
are putting out there available for this. Um, I think it's about only one-third of small businesses that will cover. So there'll probably be another round of stimulus when it comes to this and, and programs. So I would get on these two programs as soon as possible if you're a struggling small business owner. And it's great, Rob, because if you're a sole proprietor, a contract worker, and you were making you know 150 grand last year as a married couple filing jointly, which means you'd get zero, even if you have zero income right now this year or you lost your job, you don't get that rebate check but you have some options under those two programs that I just mentioned. And finally, um, Diane Feinstein actually has the best Q&A on her website at uh, feinstein.senate.gov um, that has all these Q&A and these great links for individuals and for business owners. It's really the best all-in-one place that I've seen out there. Rob. It's pretty interesting stuff. Now, let's stop and say it again. You've put together kind of a packet of information. People can go to newfocusfinancial.com. It specifically gives some ideas on if you're a small business or if you're an independent contractor, some of the things that you should be doing to make sure you kind of get yours, if that's for lack of a better phrase. Um, People can get that at newfocusfinancial.com. How easy is it to find? Uh, Well, right now it's not easy because basically what I've done is sent out an email to all of our clients with links and issues. For example, if uh, for the individual side, one of the biggest ones are for people that are over 70 and a half taking required minimum distributions. They don't have to do that this year. And anything they've taken in the form of a required minimum distribution, they can actually roll back into their IRA within 60 days and wipe out the tax burden from that. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. We haven't you know, created this beautiful post about it yet, Rob, because it just passed on Friday. So if you want that email, shoot me an email, chat at chadburton.com, and then I'll provide a link to that uh, page for that Diane Feinstein put out, um, which has even more links to the specifics of what I talk about in the email. Um, but uh, just it's a really interesting you – know, the rebate checks are, you know, okay, that's fine. It'll help you put food on the table. A lot of people were left out that had a lot of income but now have zero income. But the big one is that it's going to keep these businesses – in place as we do the stay at home thing. And now that you can call your mortgage company and say, is this a qualified loan where I can have forbearance and not make payments without it affecting my credit? This is going to be a blip in time where it's going to be the most interesting correction we look at where the financial markets just kind of stop. They didn't implode. Um, they, they just stop. Like, you're not. A lot of people are going to make mortgage payments. They're not going to have credit. They're not going to make lease payments on their businesses where they rent. Um, and the owners of that property aren't going to have to make payments. It's not going to affect their credit. It's going to be like this point in time that is kind of what happened to that timeline. And then we'll be off and moving again. Things will definitely be different, but um, except for small, a lot of small business, Rob, I think we'll see a V-shaped recovery in a lot of industry. But this is a small business disaster that we have to get people through right now. Sounds good. People can hear a podcast of your show that you put together um, every morning uh, from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. here on AM 1220 KDOW. They can find that podcast at newfocusfinancial.com. I think that's a big question that people have is how am I going to get mine and what's it look like? Because I can go back 10 years ago, the last major economic stimulus package, and I got some cheap government mortgages, which helped. So um, I highly encourage that. Any last thoughts from you, CFP Chad Burton? Uh, the last thought is just if you're a business owner, get on this ASAP because it's going to get real busy with the SBA. The SBA already works very slowly anyways, 
And that economic one, that $10,000 grant that I mentioned, sometimes you can get that within three days. But, I mean, there's going to be so many people applying in the next day or two, Rob. Get on it. Yeah. What's the, we've got less than a minute. What's your COVID story that stands out the most to you these days? Ah, COVID story. Um, besides trying to make sure teenagers don't invite people over, that type of thing. And we have an employee that's directly affected with a brother in the hospital. Um, I mean, it's it's tough times, but I think that you know it's it's going to last another month. We all know the news is going to get worse, and a lot of that's priced into the market. And this CARES Act is pretty good for the small businesses for this first tranche of stimulus that small businesses need, but we'll need another one. Best part about this chat is as soon as we get through the COVID and the news cycle, we're going to go straight into the presidential election cycle. So uh, it's going to be a fun 2020, to say the least, as far as finding stories and financial angles. Thanks very much. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. You can get a copy of that article by emailing him, chad, at newfocusfinancial.com.